Before we get started today, I just wanted to take a minute to invite you to our next group consult. If you are a trauma treatment professional and want to gather with other like-minded professionals to gain support, insight, and share your own knowledge and resources, join us. You can present or you can just listen. This opportunity is open to all trauma treatment professionals. It will be held virtually and we will meet for one and a half hours. Don't miss it. Register and learn more at traumatreatmentcollective.com. Welcome to the Trauma Treatment Collective podcast. My name is Nina Keeler, a licensed marriage and family therapist and trauma specialist. In this space, we will share tips and tools on how to grow your trauma treatment skills while also keeping your own mental health in mind. Welcome to the Trauma Treatment Collective podcast for our first-time listeners, and welcome back to our followers. Today, we're doing something a little special. We are giving you a sneak peek into our private membership trainings. We will be offering a special to join our membership at the end of this week as we open up enrollment to our signature online course, Treating Trauma with the Brain and Body and Mind. If you're interested, just go to our show notes and follow the links. The training we are sharing today is about incorporating somatics into your trauma treatment. We hope you enjoy it and consider joining the membership to get immediate access to this entire training and others. Let's dig in. Okay, so today we're going to be talking about being mindful of the body and trauma treatment. Basically, we're going to be talking about how to bring somatics into the trauma treatment process. So let's talk a little bit about the basics of the body. So the basics of the body is is that we have the autonomic nervous system, which is basically our connection from our brain to our body. It is housed in our uh, the bottom or the back of our brain, the reptilian part of our brain, and it's composed of the sympathetic nervous system and the parasympathetic nervous system. The sympathetic nervous system helps us get up and get things accomplished and get tasks done, and the parasympathetic nervous system helps us to rest and digest. It's always good to have a little bit of that sympathetic nervous system charge, but also to have a little bit of that parasympathetic nervous system charge. And when you have that nice up and down kind of motion, that's what we consider a healthy nervous system. So let's talk a little bit about the parasympathetic nervous system a little bit deeper. So when we talk about the parasympathetic nervous system, I think it's also important to talk about the vagus nerve, which is housed in the parasympathetic nervous system. The vagus nerve is the wandering nerve. Um, It's the information system between the brain and the body. The ventral vagal system is made is a part of the vagus nerve. And so you have the ventral vagal system as well as the dorsal vagal system. The ventral vagal system is kind of that light parasympathetic activation. This is our social engagement system. This is where we are calm, cool, and connected. And then the dorsal vagal system is that deep parasympathetic activation. And this is where we have more de- uh, disconnection from self in preparation of death. Um, And so when you're thinking about the vagus nerve and the parasympathetic, you can have that light parasympathetic activation, which is more the social engagement. And that's where we want clients to be most of the time. But then we can also have that dorsal vagal system, which is more of that freeze response. Um, And this is where we have some of that disconnection and, and preparation for death. And we'll talk more about this a little bit more. So let's go back to the sympathetic nervous system, or what we'll call the SNS. And we're going to talk about a little bit about overactivation signs. And I think it's important when you're thinking about tracking a client that you notice, you know what to look for. And so if a client is in their sympathetic nervous system and they're overactivated, meaning that they're having too much of their sympathetic nervous system charge happening, they're going to have an increased breath rate. They're going to have an increased heart rate. The pupils will dilate. There'll be an increased blood pressure, sweating, heat, or hotness will be reported, digestion, slow 
uh, slows or stops. So constipation is a, is a common thing for clients. Dry mouth or decreased saliva, fidgety or hyperactivity, racing thoughts, tension in muscles, tightness in the body parts, locking of the neck and shoulders, exaggerated startle response, and difficulty sleeping and resting. So these are all signs of overactivation in the sympathetic nervous system. Now let's, let's look at a couple of signs of overactivation in the parasympathetic nervous system. Again, remember this is rest and digest. Um, this is flat affect, numbness, exhaustion, disorientation, pain, low blood pressure, frozen or rigid body movements, poor digestion, disconnection, and deadness. So these are some of the signs you might see for a client who has an overactivation in the parasympathetic nervous system. So as you are thinking about these two signs or two systems and looking at the signs that say a client is either overactivated in their sympathetic nervous system or overactivated in their parasympathetic nervous system, we're starting to think about this idea of tracking a client. And tracking is a big part of somatic work. Um, because we're wanting to use this skill to be able to know what state is a client. Are they in their parasympathetic or their sympathetic? Are they in their ventral vagal? If they're in their parasympathetic, are they in their ventral vagal or in their, in their uh, dorsal vagal? Like being able to pinpoint these things will help you to know what interventions to provide for your client to help them to get back to their uh, most regulated state if that's the goal. There may be another goal. Um, but being able to track is going to help you to identify what you need to do or how you need to move the client in order to accomplish the goal you have for them. So tracking is a skill of monitoring a person's nervous system. We can track ourselves as a professional and also track our client states. So there's two types of client tracking, and we'll also talk about professional tracking a little bit later. But the two types of client tracking, it's external tracking and internal tracking. External tracking is going to be using your visual input to notice the different states or shifts. So what are you seeing with your eyes that tell you that a client is in a certain state or if they've shifted to another state? Internal tracking is using the resonance to notice different state shifts. So what are you noticing internally for yourself to help you notice as your client is shifting? So you might notice some tightness or you might notice some openness or relaxation happening and you can kind of check in with your client to see if that's happening for them. So there's two ways of tracking, external and internal. Why are states important? So we're talking about these state shifts and being able to track these state shifts. Why are they so important? There's a couple of reasons why they're so important. Tracking the trauma survivor's states, states helps you to determine their predominant nervous system patterning. So if you can kind of start to be able to map out a client's patterning, you can almost predict how the system is going to move based on what it does and you know what it has done in the past will sometimes predict what it'll do in the future. And so it can be really helpful information, creating a deeper understanding and insight into the pattern. So when clients can understand why they're responding a certain way um, and be able to connect that to experiences they've had, it helps to really normalize what they're experiencing so that they don't feel like they're crazy or losing their mind or things that they will say. Um, and then it assists in learning to regulate that pattern as they continue to help um, in their healing process. So being able to interrupt that pattern. So if it's a high uh, sympathetic nervous system charge or a low parasympathetic nervous system charge, being able to interrupt that patterning helps them to be able to move more to a regulated state. And this can be very empowering for our clients because a lot of times we know that they come in and they're really feeling kind of at uh, 
hostage to their states and they're not able to really see them as things that they can shift, but they just have to kind of wait until they can ride them out. And so being able to empower them to shift those states and helping them to identify those states and know what the patterns are can be really empowering for our clients and really help them to really take their treatment process more seriously. So let's talk a little bit more in depth about tracking your clients. Using, vis using visual input to determine a client's state at any given time. Reference what happens when the sympathetic nervous system or the parasympathetic nervous system is activated. And then look for those signs in the body. There are some very specific visual cues that you can look for. Um, so for instance, in the sympathetic nervous system, increased heart rate. Sometimes you can see that um, actually through a person's shirt. If they have on a thinner shirt, you can see their chest kind of pounding. Or you can see it in the side of their neck where that vein is kind of popping out and pounding. Um, or if you are looking for more of that parasympathetic presentation, you can kind of see clients starting to get tired. So they start to yawn or their eyes start to kind of gloss over or they look more dazed out and those kinds of things. So those are all visual cues to us that there is a sympathetic nervous system charge or a parasympathetic nervous system charge. Uh, use your own nervous system to give you insight into what is happening. So this is more that resonance. So noticing what you resonate with, be curious about if that is your own experience or if, the, if you are connecting with the experience of your client. Lastly, check in with your client on what you notice to see if they notice anything similar. So you definitely want to have conversation with your client and check in and say, hey, I'm noticing, you know, some tightness in my chest. Are you noticing anything happening in your chest? I just would invite you to check in and see what's happening in your chest. They'll be like, oh, I noticed some tightness too. Or they may say, you don't even have to invite them, but I know some tightness in my chest. Oh, I know some tightness in my chest too. So that can kind of help you to be able to notice that. And a lot of times I'm just experimenting. I don't know if my client is having that same experience. If they say, no, I don't have any tightness in my chest, they're like, oh, okay. I was just wanting to check. And you know, you can just kind of let it roll off. Don't feel like, oh, I was wrong. And I'm not good at this. Sometimes it's true, sometimes it's not, but I find the more I take risk and the more I check in, the more I find that I'm actually really able to track my client based on what's happening in my own system. I absolutely love this training because it takes some complex topics and breaks them down into simple ways that you can apply immediately. The remaining parts of the training talks about sensations and some very important tips when somatically working with trauma. Again, you can get the immediate access to this training and many more by going to the link in the show notes and becoming a member today. Well, that's it. Hopefully you have enjoyed the content for today and we'll see you next time. Take good care. you enjoyed our episode for today just a quick reminder before you head out just make sure you head over to the traumatreatmentcollective.com to learn more about our monthly group consults we would love to have you join us